Okay, good morning, gentlemen. So, what's interesting is we're just finishing up the advice about the dark side, about the demons, and now we get to uh, more practical advice. Um, and uh, unfortunately, just like we sometimes hear the stuff about the demons and we, it goes right through us, Sometimes you hear practical advice, and we wish that we would really absorb that. It's like really uh, uh, very interesting, very fascinating. Gamora is a... Okay. So uh, one of the things we mentioned was that uh, the sages at some point decided that we have enough of these demons, that uh, they cause too much harm, and they decreed that they should not bother us. Uh, and they saw an opening because when they ran into the demons, the demons said, oh, up, upstairs, they said, I shouldn't mess with you. They said, oh, you shouldn't mess with me, so then get, stay out. <laughs> that was what happened in the previous Gemara. So now the Gemara has a question, but every now and then you do catch a demon. You see that you, every now and then they pass by. So the, uh, we're on the last line of 112b. Kufyud Beis, Ahmed Beis. Uh, and it starts from Hachahazinin to Avra. We see uh, that they, uh, they do pass by. If you want, uh, we can start that from three lines from the bottom. Uh, the ones happened that the demons ran into Abaye. And again, the, the sages were powers of holiness, and the demons were the unholiness. So Omerle, and the demons said, Interesting. Be careful of him and his Torah. <laughs> That's it. it's, I don't know exactly how, but he said, "Watch out for him and his Torah," meaning that his Torah protects him. We always believe that the Torah protects a person; it helps him. So he said, "If it wouldn't be for him and his Torah, it'd be dangerous." So well, if if they think I'm chashiv up there in the sky, up in heavens, goes I I make a decree. A new rule, you shouldn't be allowed back in. So the Gemara said, yeah, but sometimes you see they're around. The Gemara says, These are the renegade ones. The Shamti Susahu, their horse has a breakdown. Apparently, the, uh, sometimes they, uh, they, they have to catch a side road. Their horse breaks down. Uh, it, it doesn't break down. It, it slips away. And so occasionally you'll see a demon that'll run to get, bring back their horse, whatever that means. Okay. Uh, now we get back to, like I said, the practical advice. Uh, Omerle, they, they, instead, instead of saying the Omerle, they just change it to Omerle. Omerle Rab the Ravasi. Rab said to Ravasi, Lo Tidibamasa, uh, I'll give you advice. He was trying to choose what city to settle in. Don't live in a city, Delot, Snoife, Susaya. Don't live in a city where you don't hear the snortling of horses. Now, uh, horses were the fast mode of transportation. Uh, and um, good morning, Michael. We are at the top of 113A, uh, three lines from the top. And uh, Rav is giving Ravasi advice about what kind of cities to consider uh, taking a job in. And he said, make sure the city has horses. What do you need horses for? So um, there's a Rashi, even though it's a, a little bit, uh, the three lines up, Horses are, protect you from enemies and from robbers. You could chase after them, you could go get help. 
uh, it's like a, it's ambulances. You have Hatzalah in your city. So don't go to a city unless you at least have that. They have a way to quickly uh, respond. Below Nabuk Bay Kalva, or if there's no dogs. Also, the dogs keep away the robbers. It's a good thing to have dogs. Don't move to a city where the head of the city's a doctor. I hope we don't have any doctors here today. Oh, Dr. Yaffe, okay, sorry. But uh, uh, what's wrong with having the head of a city a doctor? Let's see the Rashbam. Uh, the Rashbam says, the Reish Asya Rofa, Doctors are busy people. They're busy healing people. And they really are not allowed to say, okay, I'm sorry, you got to drop dead today, I'm busy. You can't do that. You have to take care of them. They are really unable to fully uh, discharge their medical duties. And so, um, uh, therefore, there are some synagogues that complain when all their officers are doctors that they, they don't have time for the meetings and they're just they're very busy people. At the end of the day, though, that's sometimes, you know, you've got to pick for the best options you have. But uh, that, that's, uh, we had a similar thing before where he said that the head of the city was Tamir Chachamim uh, because they're always going to classes, they're always learning. Basically, you need someone that will devote themselves fully to the city. If you, it's not good to settle in a place where you have bad politicians. Okay. Below Tinsif Tarti, and don't marry two wives. What's the problem with that? Rashi, Nashim Shemetitz Venu because then they'll gang up on him, on the person. He has two wives. He's asking for trouble. He'll be outnumbered. He'll be outnumbered exactly. So what did, if a person made that mistake? He didn't get to the dauphin time. So what should he do? He Tarti. If he married two, so then Nasutlas. Then marry a third one, and then at least one will be on your side. Okay. It, apparently, that's the Rashi Nasif Rashbam, three lines down. If the two gang up on the third, Hashlishis Megala, third one will tell you that the uh, it'll tell you that the uh, what's going on. What's going on? Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Omer le Rav le Rav Kahana. Rav said to Rav Kahana, Hafuk benevela. Now, one of the worst jobs in those days was a person that would uh, tan a hide, would work in carcass. Uh, what do you do? I'm a carcass man. So um, apparently carcasses are very smelly. They used to soak them in dog urine and what? Tannic acid. Yeah, tannic acid. I've I've never smelled it, but I imagine it's pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, what? Yeah, they call it aborsia. Uh huh. Yeah. Aborsia. Yeah. So uh, now most people would rather not do that. Uh, in other words, uh, that would be a job that would a person would want to avoid. Uh, so. Uh, he, Rev Kahana said, better to do that job, better to flip carcasses, below than to change your words. In other words, uh, it's, it's better to, uh, a person should try to be honest. Uh, if you have an honest job, that's a lot better than a dishonest job that pays better and seems to be more respectable. But uh, there's nothing less respectable than having to be dishonest. That's a very important lesson. Okay. Uh, now, what about uh, if it's in public and it's embarrassing? So, rather, uh, strip a hide in public and get a decent wage below Tema and, and don't sit back and say, Kahana Ana Gavarab. 
I, I'm a I'm an important person. I'm a Kohen. Uh, uh, the son will be Milsa. I could never do that. In other words, a person should be willing to do any job and uh, get paid. It's a uh, instead of sitting and uh, um, that's the uh, um, that that would be the way to go. Salikta la igra. Now, what happens if you're taking a trip to the second floor of your house? Salikta la igra. So there's a famous uh, Jewish mother's thing that whenever you travel, you should have food with you. Uh, that's even if you're not going uh, on a big journey. They, they're just a, that's the way Jewish mothers used to be programmed, that you go, you always take food. Oh, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not hungry. I'll be back before. It didn't matter. They always said take food. So the expression is, if you're going to, on a journey to the second floor, take your food with you. In other words, even if that's not much of a journey, uh, it's always good to have food with you. You never know a person. And uh, we have all had that experience, unfortunately, where we never thought we would need to worry about that. And somehow our plans didn't uh, happen exactly as we predicted. And we wish we had taken food with us. Or our mother had said, take food. And we were happy that we listened and that we had the food with us. When that happens, you end up eating matzah. You know? Right, right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So that's, that's the expression that it's always, you should always have, let's see the Rash, uh, Rashi's on the right side. I, I go back and forth. There's very little Rashi, but when he's there, uh, when you travel, I feel the crow, even close, say, go and take food with you. Okay. So uh, next. Now what happens, why should you take food with you if you can buy a hundred pumpkins for a zoos? Meaning that you can buy cheap food on the way. Why should you uh, still It's better to have it in your pocket. Uh, it's better to have it with you, even if you could. Well, you know, when you go there, you could find a place. No, it's good to have it under under your uh, un, close by. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll get there actually. Yeah. So Omale sama. You should avoid medicines. Not good to have med. So listen to this. Um, this is avoid drugs. Actually, let's see the Rashbam. Al tishti samim. Don't t- get on drugs. because your body gets used to them. shoka, and your heart will ask for them. Vitasid most, and they'll be expensive. It'll it'll be a cost involved. Even if you need it, if you can get on, if you can be healed without getting addicted, it would be much better. You think it's something new, addiction? You know, it's something that they had drugs in those days too that you should avoid getting stuck on them or avoid. Uh, um, it's just uh, uh, you know today that's a big problem is addiction, right? It's a uh, um, so um, yeah. So he does say if there's another way to do it. You always ask the doctors for a cheaper drug. Do you ever ask them, is there a way to do it without a medication? <laughs> they, they don't think of that, you know, because that's sometimes that's what they're trained is to give you something, even if you don't need it. It's, uh, you, you, don't, uh, you don't feel that you get your money's worth unless you get a prescription out of there. Certain, certain people, that's the way they, they like to think. The doctor's a fair. He didn't prescribe anything. So, uh, but uh, that's what it says. Lo tishti sama. A person should avoid. Now he says drinking. Uh, a medication, maybe a liquid medication, but I assume that's just an expression. Okay. Below Tishver Nigre. And uh, you should not, um, the, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, don't take big steps. Don't be. Uh, don't. Uh, so this we've. There's a similar expression that a a person when they run too fast they skip things. It's lotishmini. Uh, don't don't jump over stuff. If you're too much of a hurry, people get in accidents. We could do that, Rashbam. It's about six lines down. There's a famous expression, when you walk too fast, it hurts your vision. Vision is the ability to see forward. And if you go too fast, you can't see what's up ahead. That's the idea. It's like if there's a pool. People jump from one side to the other. Uh, I guess you have to be careful. Sometimes people misjudge the distance. <coughs> Back to the Gemara. Don't be in a hurry to pull out your teeth. That's not a good idea. That's the... Uh, um, the uh, the Rashbam seems to say sometimes it'll heal on its own. Sometimes a person's tooth hurts and they say, oh, pull it out. And had they waited a while, it might have gotten better. Okay. Uh, next. Lo tekane bechavi. Don't start up with a snake. Sometimes there's a snake there. We don't particularly like snakes. And you throw a stone at it. You think it's harmless, uh, but it's not a good idea. You never know when uh, that snake will. And don't start up with a pagan, with a goy. Same problem. In other words, a person sometimes feel very confident that they can start up with people, and uh, they're bigger, and they, it's not a good idea. Three things people you should never start up with. One of them is a non-Jew, even a small young. He's a kid. Don't worry, kids grow up. And then a small snake. He'll become a big snake. And a small student. My time, what's the reason? Because they have a future. And so even though right now you feel pretty safe, in the future they may come back to haunt you if you mistreated them. What's this here about the student, the young student? I saw something. Um, the Talmud Cotton. Uh, it could mean that sometimes people are rough on their um, on on children or on young people, and uh, uh, they have to realize they have feelings, and they'll grow up, and uh, they shouldn't feel they could uh, uh, that this person will. Uh, uh, won't remember what they did, or or it can never come back to haunt them how they treated that those people. No, they the young people uh, grow up. Rashi called you last narrow one. Thank you. Last narrow. No wonder I couldn't find it. The last narrow line. Rashi or Rashbam. Rashi. Rashi tray. The last narrow line. No, of, of the last narrow line of the Gemara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I was thinking of this. Um, no, this is kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was looking for specifically on the Talmud. What was the, uh, what was the specific... Um, uh, but it even means the student that he'll grow up one day. Okay, back to the Gemara. Amr le Rav Evo Bre. He told his son Evo, Tarek Bach Bishmaisa. He said, you've been trying hard to learn. And it just hasn't worked out. It's not learning. You're not cut out for learning. So, so I'll teach you how to make a living. You know, I'll teach you, uh, you know, we tried learning and uh, it just wasn't. Uh, so now it's time to go out in the world and uh, earn a living. So I'll, I'll tell you about how to, how to, how to deal in the world, how, how, what the business world is like. So he said the following. While the sand is still on your feet, make a sale. 
In other words, uh, be ready to sell. The person should always be, uh, be quick to make a sale. In other words, if you wait, sometimes if you wait, opportunities are lost. So apparently when you, when you come in from outside, you still have sand on your feet. You usually wipe them first. But don't delay, don't delay, don't, you know. Right. You know, don't punch that's right. If you have a sale now, you say, well, well first I got to wipe off my feet and I got to do this. I got... You wait. If you have that attitude, then you got to be willing. If somebody wants to buy something, you do it on the spot. You don't, don't delay. Thank you. Zav and Kol Mili. And be ready to sell all types of things. Zav and Kol Yeah. In other words, you... You can do business with anything and make profit on, on all types of things. Zavman v'tiskaret, it's, it's okay. Sometimes you'll sell something and you regret you shouldn't charge more. A bar mechamra de zavman lo except for wine. You should never regret selling wine because wine goes bad. Anything that you have that has a sell-by date. In other words, sometimes you have to think that I really want to sell at that price. I should have sold it for a little more. But never regret selling something that could be a total loss. Uh, the certain things they you have to get rid of them. It's like the uh, sometimes the stores hold on to the Pesach products too long. You know they uh, they have to discount them alcoholamoid or whatever because they they wait till afterwards. It's not going to be worth that. You can't give them away. So you have to. So uh, there's certain things that don't regret the uh, lowering the prices. Shari Shari Kiska Pasuk Saket. Okay, what is that? Um, oh, so uh, first, ke- take the money first before you give the merchandise. Shari kiska pasuk In other words, when you have the money and when they pay, then you should deliver the goods. <laughs> Don't deliver the goods before they pay. No credit. No credit, yeah. Kava me'ara A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Oh. Uh, a kav on the earth is better than more than that in the sky. Uh, you don't, it, it's a, uh, it's an expression that it's, uh, it's basically a bird in the hand. Let's do the Rashbam on that. It's better to go to a close place that you can make a little profit. Oh, you can make two birds in the, uh, uh, much more if you go further, further away. You go out there, you can make a big profit. Uh, something that's, uh, Further away that you don't know about, um, it's better to make what you're familiar with. Okay. If you have dates in your basket, so go to the brewery. Rohit. In other words, that's what they do with dates is they brew them. They make date beer. So uh, sometimes a person says, well, let me collect more first. So again, it's like something that you have to hurry up while you have it. Bad comma. Uh, and uh, until how much? Up to Tlasasa, you should run to the brewery. One second. I think there's a Rashbam here also. Uh, yeah, there's a Rashbam about six lines up from the bottom. Hurry up and make beer out of them because if. Oh, he says a different problem. You'll eat your profits up. <laughs> If you're gonna keep the uh, dates around, uh, you're never gonna. So the best thing to do is to, uh, if you have something, uh, if you're a farmer and you have stuff that you're gonna process, 
take it right away to, uh, to production because you leave it around, you're going to eat up your profits. That's an uh, important lesson also. Until, uh, okay. Omer Papa, Elav de Rami Shikra, Lo Isri. He said, if I hadn't gone in the, day, in the beer business, I wouldn't have gotten rich. Some people say it was Ruchista. Elo de Rami Shikra, Lo Isri. They both did very well in the, uh, in the beer business. My Sudna, uh, what, what does it mean? They use that expression uh, about the beer business that they was a Sudra. Um, why is it called making, uh, making a living called a Sudna? Omer Ruchista. So no, it's a it's a secret. It's a uh, it's a good advice that certain businesses you can do well in. There are certain businesses that people uh, we try to find out those businesses. There's too much fake news out there, but there there are certain things that people do, and it's not very difficult, and they can do well in. So that's called a suda no. It's a secret. Uh, for whatever reason, you got to you got to do your research. But there are areas that uh, if you do, you can do gemilus kasadim, and also you can do lots of chesed when you make that money. Uh, to help people. Uh, Rashi, Gamilus Kosadim, five lines. So why do you need to research and find out how to make lots of money? So Rashi, You'll have extra money if you go into, if you, if you, in these businesses that make lots of profit, you can, uh, it doesn't take a big investment and you'll be able to do, so if a person goes into business thinking that if I make money, I can, look how many people I can help. Look how much good I can do. So then, uh, you know, then they'll be blessed. Okay, back to the mark. Amra Papa, call Agav Gavia boy. Any debt needs to be collected. Meaning, don't assume just because it could be collected, it will be. You got to go ask for it. Call Ashroy and any um, any uh, IOU, uh, even though it's a person who says they're going to pay. Suffolk Asi, Suffolk Loasi. It might be paid, it might not. You just don't know. The first one is more of a, uh, is a, like a check to cash. You know, any check, uh, it still needs to be cashed. And the second one is more like a, uh, it's a promise to pay. So it's credit. Whereas the first one is actually like a, it's a, um, a gvi means it, it's there to be collected. Someone says, stop by and pick up the, uh, the money. You still need to go and pick up the money. The second one is that it's a credit. So you never know if it's going to be paid. And even if they pay, most, maybe the check will bounce. Uh, so again, uh, some of these things I, I uh, relate to with business, definitely, if you have, you know, you've seen in, 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 uh, in, uh, in the, even today. He said three things. When you go to war, don't be the first one to volunteer. Be the last one to volunteer. Uh, and it didn't say volunteer, but don't be the first one to go out to war. Those, those people rarely come back. And if you're one of the last ones, then you'll, uh, you'll be one of the first ones to come back in. You'll uh, um, rather not have such a fancy Shabbos, but don't be a burden to others. And a person should have patience for somebody who the... Uh, uh, the time is theirs. Every person has a time when they are the ones who you have to show respect to. And uh, even, um, uh, I feel like the, uh, uh, there are times when you feel the person isn't such a worthy person, you know, but it, it, right now the time is shining on them. And so you have to show them respect. He said three things. Don't do a lot of things 
in uh, on a uh, in your yard. The the whole story with Basheva was that she was bathing on on her uh, on her uh, her garden or her roof outside, and she assumed that nobody would be able to see. And then uh, Davina Melech was doing the uh, target practice. And um, let's see the Rashbam. Al Tarba Be careful about doing things that somebody else might be looking. It's always better to do things in quiet. Bitka Bagra, if a person's daughter is getting too old, Shikur Abdachavatainlo, free your servant and give her give him to her. In other words, that, that normally you wouldn't say that's a good shidduch to free your servant. And you're not even supposed to free your servant. But a person should do anything they can if their daughter's getting older to find her a, uh, uh, find her a spouse. Uh, guard your wife from her first son-in-law. First son-in-law you've got to watch out for. What's the reason? My time erva. He said that uh, sometimes there, there's something immoral could happen. The... Uh, there's a certain magic to the first uh, son-in-law, a certain respect, a certain... Uh, and uh, it's having a... Uh, normally, a person doesn't have... So, for example, with a man and woman, usually it's just a husband and wife. They don't have another, another man in the house or another woman in the house. And so something about the first son-in-law, a person, uh, they would think uh, things never happen. There's a rule about ain apitrophus la raius, that... Uh, uh, people don't always predict how, the, how those type of things happen. So even though a, a son-in-law is like family, a person should, not, uh, should be careful with that. Rev Khan Omar Mishumaman, he said a different problem. Uh, you'll waste too much money. They're hard to refuse money. The son-in-laws will... Uh, uh, take it. They'll take it. Well, Rashbam says, he's going to waste your money. He's, Can I borrow the credit card and the car keys? And the, uh, you have to watch out with that first son-in-law. Okay. Hava uh, isnu, and both of them are true. There are three people um, that will inherit the world to come. Uh, in other words, the uh, sometimes people have to know that they make sacrifices in life, and they don't. Uh, they have to focus on the that they've earned the world to come. Number one, Hador Eretz Israel. You go to Eretz Israel. That's why so many people do it. Number two, Talmud Torah, and you raise your children to Talmud Torah. You pay the tuition. And number three, and you make havdola on wine. So my high, uh, um, what, what's the big deal? Of course, everybody makes havdola on wine. The they make sure that there's leftover from kiddush. Um, and sometimes a person would rather drink it, but they have self-control. They realize that they need to have enough wine for both, so they leave over. That doesn't sound like as big of a sacrifice, but it's a, uh, it's a, I think there's a deeper lesson there. You leave over from Kiddush for Havdalah. But uh, we'll leave it for the moment, unless somebody... Ha- um, um, let's... Take a look. Well, Tosas wants to know which kiddush it is. What do you do on Shabbos? You carry over through the week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. You leave over from Shabbos, right? You you don't you don't use it all up on Shabbos. Very good. I like that. I like. It. Thank you. That's beautiful. Okay, that's good way to look at it. Okay. Um, there are three people that get uh, 
that uh, are announced up on high, they get honorable mention every day. If there's a bachelor who lives in the city and has the ability to sin and he doesn't, that's a big deal. In other words, the uh, uh, person is tempted and uh, if they avoid temp in the city, they're able to do their temptations. So uh, if they, uh, they manage to, uh, uh, if they avoid those temptations, that's a big deal. They're up in Shemaim, they're saying they're giving that person a cheer. If there's a poor person that returns a lost object, he finds money, he finds a wallet full of money, and he could really use that money, and he gives it back to the owner. And a wealthy person that ties in private. So everybody has their test. Like a poor person is tested to give back the money. Uh, a bachelor is tempted to do immoral behavior. A wealthy people, they're tempted with honor. Uh, something about wealth that they, uh, it's just, uh, they get into that uh, the thing about having stuff and about outdoing the Joneses and driving the best car. And for them, it, without realizing it, that becomes their temptation. So uh, to do it privately and to do things in a quiet way and not feel a need to show off, that's their, if they do that, up, up on high, they're saying, wow, that's a big deal. Uh, so Ripsafra was a bachelor and he lived in one of these big cities where people could do their temptations. Safra, uh, and he learned that teaching, how they praised uh, young men that are moral. So Safra, he his face lit up. Wow, that's great! I'm glad to hear that I'm getting honorable mention. We don't mean like you. We mean, in other words. You're not really tempted uh, that you get such a big reward. We're talking about people that not only are tempted, but they actually interact with these women. For example, they were shoemakers in Eretz Israel. And uh, who buys lots of shoes? Uh, immoral women. They buy shoes to impress their menfolk. And they would make shoes for prostitutes, for people of, of low... Um, zonos are like today's women, women that are, are loose morals. And the prostitutes would come in the shoemaker shop and look at the... Uh, they'd be interested in these handsome young uh, shoemakers. They wouldn't even look at the prostitutes. They wouldn't look at these young women. And um, the prostitutes recognize that these people were holy. You might think that they value men that are loose like them. They, when they actually see people that respect women and that don't have those kind of attitudes, they would swear by them. They, uh, it's a, uh, our, our society has a lot to be, uh, um, you know, that the, the, the immoral behavior is, is, is a very, uh, people that manage to avoid it, they are heheroes. Okay. Shlosha Kodesh Baruch Oven. There are three Hashem loves. Number one, Misha Enukas. Somebody never gets angry. That's uh, if you manage never to lose your temper. So guess what? You're beloved by Hashem. That's pretty good. Oh, okay. Misha. Let's try the second one. Right. That's right. Okay. Enu Mishtakir. Person who doesn't get drunk. Person who's uh, <laughs> okay. 
and a person who doesn't always insist that he get his way. He's not, he's not, uh, he, there's certain people that everything has to be, they never give in. A uh, person should, uh, um, let's see, there is no Rashbam, and then I was hoping there was, but, uh, but that's what that means, a person who, ne- who never, uh, he, he, he never gives in, he's always insistent that it go his way. So you might think you're the sucker. You always end up giving in. Guess what? Hashem loves you. Okay. So there's the good list, and then there's the bad list. There's three people that Hashem hates. A person who talks one way with his mouth and another way with his heart. Whether the salesman or whatever, the, or the politician, or the person who says one thing and does another. Number two, a person knows testimony and, refu- and doesn't testify. In other words, sometimes a person, uh, somebody borrows money and, and you have a witness and uh, he can't collect because he can't find a witness and the person doesn't want to help him and testify. Number three, what sometimes a person sees that somebody does an immoral thing that's wrong, and he testifies as a single witness. So the rule is that one witness is not enough to prosecute, but it's enough to ruin a person's life. So basically, the testifying doesn't solve a purpose. It just goes to uh, uh, a person who testifies as one person. It once happened that somebody named Tuvia Chota. He did a sin. And he went by himself. And he told Repapa about it. And Repapa whipped Zigud. I'm getting in trouble? Uh, don't, one witness shouldn't come and testify about a person. All you're doing is giving him a bad name, and that doesn't accomplish anything. If, if there's more than one person, and the person could be given what the Din Torah is, that's one thing. But just to cause um, uh, ill will, uh, there's, no, there's no mitzvah to just uh, badmouth somebody. Even if it's true, by the way. So we're talking about where it's true. But if there's no... It's one thing if the Din Torah will be done. But if the Din Torah will not be done, uh, for a person just to, uh, to say, to testify about them, we're saying that that's, uh, that's a bad thing. It's almost like the person is doing it just because he enjoys bad-mouthing people. He enjoys... He, he wants to just hurt, hurt someone else's reputation. It's a, it does, it, it's, Can we just have the op- opposite? That if you know something, you should say something. That's that's the, that's if the person will do teshuva. If you yeah. can, if you can say that's giving him rebuke. Here we're talking about it's about testifying. It's like testifying. telling telling everybody yeah. about it. Yeah. For no real purpose. For no real purpose. Yeah. Now, even though uh, you shouldn't tell people about it, you're allowed to hate the person. He's a sinner. Shinamar, and where do you see that? Because it says like this: Are are there people you're allowed to hate? So he says yes, because the Torah says kitiro When you see the donkey of your enemy straining under the burden, so what what kind of enemy? My sona. What does it mean, your enemy? If it's a non-Jew, We're not talking about a non-Jew over here. Below sona We're talking about a Jewish enemy. First, why line? Are you allowed to have enemies? The Torah says, never hate your brother. So who are you hating? 
So if it's a fact that this person is wicked, he does bad things. So he's not just your enemies, Kuliyama, everybody hates him. He's an official Russia. He does public bad things. So Maishna, uh, hi, so why would you be different than others? Elalav, that's the case. Sometimes you become privy to information that a certain person is a good for nothing. And the rest of the world doesn't know that. Sometimes you interact with a person and you discover that there, there, there's something that this person is rotten. And most people don't know it. So you're allowed to personally hate them or, or at least feel that there's, uh, they're not a proper person. It's not only you're allowed to, it's a mitzvah. If you fear Hashem, you hate evil. You hate people that are bad. Here we're usually talking about a sexual sin, a, uh, a, a moral behavior that, if, um, again, the, uh, um, it's interesting. Today, you know, you, you people would argue, like, you know, politicians and others, that that's private matter if they, uh, if they do certain things wrong. But uh, you see from here that, no, if a person does improper things, then uh, you're allowed to not feel that they're a proper person. Uh, so, Omerle, uh, uh, so, Omer of Achabre de Revlerashi, Maile Mamerle Lerabe Lemisnik, can you tell their teacher? Can you tell their rabbi? Can you tell their rabbi about them? Omerlo Ia de Nehemnele Rabbe Kebetre, if you know that their teacher might think you're telling the truth. And, and might have faith in what you're saying like two people, so then you should tell him. Elo, lo, but if he's not going to believe you, lo, lema, don't say it. Don Rabbanan, our rabbis taught shloshachayim Three people, their lives are not lives. Harachmanim, people that are too merciful. Uh, Rashi says people that, let's see the Rashbam, Rachmanim, Yosemidai, they have too much mercy. It's an attitude that happens all the time. Even to whom Person is uh, um, he never has peace. people that get angry too easy. people that are too picky. Sometimes people have to recognize that there uh, there are certain attitudes, and it's, it's even mercy. It starts out with mercy, which is a good thing, but uh, you have to be careful with it. If your person overdoes it, they they won't have a life. Omer of Yosef, Kula Isnubi. Unfortunately, I have all three. <laughs> so he's saying he's got a rough life. He's walking around sad for everybody. He, he's never comfortable. And uh, he always gets upset. Wow. Our rabbis taught, there are three certain people that hate each other. Now, who are they? The dogs, the roosters, the chaverim, and the chaverim. They're different groups of people. Um, I, I've, uh, sometimes I've seen that, that... Um, uh, sometimes in the food business, that one vendor hates the other. Sometimes not. Sometimes the opposite. They help each other out. But every now and then, you run into somebody, you, you're surprised. You know, what does one have? Well, just they're in the same business. Uh, they, either the, It could go both ways. But you just, certain people are naturally perceive other people to uh, have... Uh, and you have to, the difference is that you have to be careful about saying things in front of them that will get them upset or cause lush and horror to be said. Some people say even zonos, even uh, immoral women, they, they're, they're competitors uh, for each other. Even the scholars in Bavl, they hate each other.
which is a shock, <laughs> right? It's scholars, but but there are there are people that uh, perceive other people to be uh, uh, um, a challenge to them. The three people that love each other: Ahem Gerim, converts; Vavadim, servants; Vorvin and ravens. Now, again, I don't know what the the deeper meaning is. What what does that teach you? Or it's just there's certain people that are in positions to help each other out, and they naturally will. And there are other people that have a harder time. They they uh, that it, it, so a person should know if that's a challenge, then they have to fight that or they have to work with that. Ravens, birds, birds, a certain kind of bird. I don't know the Edgar Allan Poe, right? Was the raven? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know enough about them to know what it is about them that that they are friends with each other. Arba ain't a daso lesson. I thought it was a bird. Um, <laughs> guarantors. Why would guarantors not like? Uh, oh, oh, I see. Uh huh. They relate to. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Uh, for enadas, four things that uh, don't make sense. It's it's hard to tolerate such things. Number one, Eluhain Dalga, a poor person. Oh, it says crows. Oh, it is a crow. Okay, okay. Eloheng um, Dalgat. Now, a poor person that's arrogant. In other words, uh, if a person accomplished things in life and uh, uh, built and, and, and took care of their family, so, all right, so you understand that maybe they feel good about it. But if a person is, 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 is poor and never, uh, never accomplished in that way, <laughs> So how does he how does he have such arrogance? You know, like you want to help a poor person and they're they're a balgaiva. Va'asher machish, and sometimes a person is wealthy and uh, they uh, they refuse. Uh, they are uh, they are in denial. Not machish Let's see. Um, Parchment does the a rich man who denies valid financial claims against him. Oh, I see. Okay. is a rich person that refuses to pay when he should. <laughs> Poor person, he doesn't have the money, so he doesn't pay because he doesn't have it. A rich person, somebody has a valid, uh, valid debt that he should collect, and the rich person, that, and there are wealthy people like that, by the way, that don't pay anyone. You know, they, they, uh, so it, it's hard to understand. They have the money, they're making money. Why don't they pay somebody that really did a reasonable uh, service for them? And a dirty old man, an old man that has... Uh, uh, less, uh, um, you know, he, he, he should be able to control his passions, and he doesn't. Oparnus misgola tzibor, bechinam, and a person who's arrogant, who's supposed to be helping the community, and instead he's arrogant. Some people say, somebody that divorces their wife and takes her back, and divorces her and takes her back, it's hard to make up their mind, or what are they putting that woman through exactly? So why didn't that one make the first list? He says, sometimes they divorce them because they don't want to stay married, but they really can't afford the payments, so they take them back so they don't have to make the payments. Or or they have kids. They, they can't fully uh, dissolve that relationship, so they, uh, uh, they, uh, they, they, they remarry. There are five things that Canaan. Canaan was the first, uh, the father of servants. He got cursed that his children should be servants. And there's certain, what we mean to say is that there are certain things that are in their DNA. So first of all, Ovazaz, uh, take care of each other, but, and love to steal. 
take stuff. That's the servants are always guilty of. And love immoral behavior. Hate your masters. And don't speak the truth. There's certain things that are, are natural for certain types of uh, servants or workers. There are six things that are said about the horse. They they love uh, they like to mate. And they love to um, they love war. Veruko Gaso, and they have an arrogant spirit. Umoa says Sashina, they don't like to sleep. Ochoharba, they eat a lot. Vemotikima, they don't expel that much. and this is the important one. Sometimes horses will make a move to dump their rider in war. Certain horses have that where there's a, a certain moment where they'll uh, they'll buck. <laughs> yeah. Shiva Minudin Lishamayim. There are seven that are are in Kherim from the heavens. Elohim. Number one, Yehudi She'en Lo Isha. A Jew that doesn't have a wife. He's a Jew. He can get a wife. People will give him a It's available to him, and he doesn't. Shiesha Isha, or if they have a wife, Ein Lo Banim. And they don't have kids. So a quick look in Tosos, he says, well, what do you mean? It's not a person's choice. If he on purpose doesn't have kids. Back to the Gemara. When a person has kids, he doesn't raise them to learn. doesn't send them to learn Torah. Or he doesn't wear tefillin on the head and on his arm. These are easy mitzvahs. And a person doesn't do them. A person doesn't wear shoes. The shoes thing has to do with modesty. Walking barefoot somehow was like associated with uh, being immodest. He's never found in groups of people for good things. There, there are groups of people. There, there are people that do good things, and uh, they need assistance. They need, uh, you know, a person should find a way to be amongst people that have uh, have kabur uh, how do you know you shouldn't go to fortune tellers? No, we go with faith in Hashem. We don't, we don't have to worry too much about those type of things. Five lines in the bottom. How do you know if you see that your fellow man is greater than you, even only in one way, not in all ways? Still, you should show respect. That, that was a pasuk in Daniel. But even if in one thing they're greater, you should show respect. Um, and uh, if a um, basically when a, a woman gives birth and she bleeds, that's not menstrual blood. Usually, menstrual blood is a, is from blood that didn't turn into a child, whereas the blood that comes after birth is is not blood of death. It was blood of life. So. Technically, there's a certain certain time where she's considered impure, and then there's certain bleeding that mina Torah she'd be pure. So the problem is, is that husband and wife can get used to being together even when she's bleeding, and then all of a sudden, at a certain point after giving birth, it turns into regular blood, which is fully impure. So um, uh, even though it's the, the bleeding after birth that they should avoid having relations. In other words, they should make sure the, to be careful to distinguish uh, between the, uh, the uh, having relations uh, when the woman is still in the afterbirth time, to make sure that the, they realize that there's a difference between the bleeding before and the bleeding after. 
Tanihu Yosef Yishutsu Yosef Havlaihu Isi Ben Gur Aryehi Isi Ben Yehudi Isi Ben Gemlihu Isi Ben Mahalo. It's interesting. There's a person who had a lot of aliases. Umai, what was his real name? Isi Ben Akavya. Shai Rivisuk Ben Tavu Rivisuk Rivisuk Ben Ale. We'll take this line tomorrow. But certain people were known under different titles, they had different names, and we'll find out where we're going with that. Okay. Have a great.